East Chiefs Council, or the MPCC, will be promoting its two-wheel campaign. A spokesperson said that the campaign aims to raise awareness among motorists as well as riders about how to improve driver and rider behaviour to improve road safety, as well as educating both drivers and riders about the dangers of not having the correct skills, knowledge and personal protective equipment to ride safely. Motorcyclists are among the most vulnerable groups of road users. Back in 2019, a total of 598 motorcyclists and 412 cyclists were killed or injured in collisions on the Welsh roads. The NPCC said it hopes its enforcement and engagement activities alongside promoting safety messages and tips will help reduce the number of people injured or killed on the Welsh roads. GoSafe Partnership Manager and Chairperson of Road Safety Wales, Teresa Siano, said we all have the right to use the roads safely and confidently. If we all play our part and share the road responsibly by reacting responsibly and safely, when sharing the road, we can make every journey a safe journey for all road users, be they travelling on four wheels or two. A man from Milford who admitted harassing a woman by sending her messages via social media, visiting her house and sending her numerous letters must pay £400. James McLeod of Stainton appeared in front of Haverford West Court on April 7th. He had previously admitted pursuing a course of conduct which amounted to harassment and which you knew or ought to have known amounted to the harassment at the same court on March 17th. 29-year-old McLeod must complete a 25-day re rehabilitation activity requirement by April next year. He must also pay a £220 fine, a £95 victim surcharge and £85 costs and a total of £400. Magistrates also imposed a restraining order preventing McLeod from approaching or communicating with his victim either directly or indirectly, entering information about her on social media and entering certain parts of Haverford West. Just three new cases of coronavirus recorded in the Heweldar Health Board area according to figures from yesterday. Public Health Wales data showed there were three new cases in Carmarthenshire, none in Pembrokeshire and none in Ceredigion. Across Wales, 53 new cases have been confirmed. However, three new suspected COVID-19 deaths have been reported. Across Wales, over 1,572,752 have received a first dose of COVID-19 vaccine and 525,177 with the second. I'm Charlie James and you're up to date on Pure West Radio. Listen online at purewestradio.com Well, a very good evening and welcome to the second half of the show. It's Monday night. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. I'm Ben Stone. With me tonight, Gordon Thomas and Fraser Watson. You will notice it is just the three of us tonight. We are missing someone who is a huge presence and an integral part of the show on a Monday night. And in fact, 
probably an integral part by by the fact that he's not here as well. Uh, we do miss him. Unfortunately, Bill Khan wasn't very well over the weekend. Uh, we've all spoken to him. He's doing okay. He's doing fine. He's being well looked after and he can't wait to be back on the show. And I'm sure he'll be messaging us throughout to give us his views on various different things. But we send our very best wishes from us all on Pure West Sport and everyone at Pure West Radio to Bill. Get well soon, mate. We look forward to having you back on the show. And if you're watching this evening on the Facebook page, if you could leave a message wishing Bill all the best, he would really, really appreciate that. And we'll make sure he gets them. Uh, Gordon, it will be a bit quieter without Bill tonight, no doubt about it. Yeah, it will definitely. We'll miss Bill tonight. Uh, he's full of the joys of spring, even though he's in hospital. He's doing fine. And I know he's listening to the show. So, Bill... All the best. We wish you all the best. We want you back here as soon as possible. And, and Fraser, I actually was, was hoping Bill would be here tonight so that when Gordon started talking about Tottenham 1, Manchester United 3, he'd just go, shut up, stop talking about the Premier League. So would you mind doing that if that happens at any point this evening? <laughs> yeah, he's he primed me for that, to take that role. I won't do it as well as him, but I will uh, I will feign my um, feign my disdain just, just for your sake, Ben. I know you've had a tough weekend. It has been a tough weekend. We should give a mention, though, for Joe Roden, who again played and, and looks like he's, he's in Mourinho's plans. But Gordon, Manchester United, too good for Tottenham in the second half, weren't they? Definitely, Ben. I mean, we spoke about it earlier. Uh, you give us a real gruelling 6-1 at Old Trafford. But, the, the you know, it turned at uh, White Hart Lane. I don't think it's called that anymore, but I'm old-fashioned. Uh, but... Uh, you know, United's second half performance was outstanding. I thought the first goal that was disallowed was very controversial. In fact, it, 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 those sort of decisions sort of uh, ruin football, in my opinion. It, it was never a foul in a million miles. No way was it a foul, but there we are. But Cavani was excellent. He had a brilliant game. He took his goal well. Mason Greenwood came off the bench and he assisted for Cavani's goal. Uh, Fred scored, who didn't have a brilliant game for United midfield. And Greenwood finished it off with a, a, a lovely finish. And it's great to see the young lad firing on all cylinders again. Mm. Right, we won't mention it again. I'm not rubbing uh, it in. <laughs> no, it was a good second half of Manchester United, no, no doubt about it. Uh, we, we should stick with saying that. It was, a, it was a very thorough analysis, Gordon. Thank you. <laughs> I, I very much appreciated it. I didn't mention the Tottenham goal, sorry. Well, it was one nil at half time, and I was I was loving life. I, I couldn't Tottenham, remember who scored for him. We're, we're, Tottenham were in control in the that in the guy first who time. rolls around all the time. What's his name? Sonny took it well, didn't he? Oh yeah. Let's one, stick yeah. with football. We've got plenty to come, by the way, on the show. We're going to to talk about the uh, WRU approach to the Wales women's rugby team in just a sec. But um, just just starting with football, we should also mention Haverford West County Fraser, and uh, we had a really good interview, Bill and I, uh, with Wayne Jones on the Saturday morning show, and uh, Wayne impresses me every time we speak to him he, he speaks so much sense um he's doing a really good job with Haverford West he'll have been disappointed though I think to to have lost I know they lost in the last minute at Kevin Druids but he will have been disappointed with that on Saturday yeah first mini rocky patch if you like since uh, football restarted after the second lockdown and that's back-to-back defeats for Haverford West now they haven't had that for a while um you know that they had the 
the loss, they underperformed really in, the, in that top six decider, I thought, in Penn and Bond the week before. And then playing Connors Key, who they actually almost came and stuck against at home. And then Gordon remember the injury time equaliser from mm. the, the Elliott free kick, which saved them. And and they, they would have been disappointed with Saturday because they thought they were quite wasteful. You know, if you looked at the highlights, they were 1 0 down, they missed chances, they got back to 1 all, they were in the ascendancy. And the winning goal in injury time and actually came from a half west attack, quite sloppily broke down. And, and it was a pretty straightforward ball over the top from left back really from the lad from Connors Key which just undid them and I, I don't know if perhaps they were pushing forward or out of position but they left themselves wide open so he said afterwards he was disappointed I'm not surprised watching that and they've got a big game tomorrow now uh, home mm. to Aberystwyth of course they lost to Aberystwyth mm. um, shortly after the restart and they won't want to lose three in a row because that will really be a momentum stumbler for them now uh, Bill's just messaged me by the way Spurs v Man U who cares he said so there we go he, he's on He's on good form uh, he's Gordon, a typical Liverpool fan <laughs> uh, Fraser mentions it there Gordon I think you're going to be reporting the two of you are actually going to be covering the game tomorrow night on the Bridge Meadow uh, Haverford yeah. West under the lights will we'll be looking to, to bounce back against Aberystwyth and, and they won't want to lose for the third consecutive time will they? No, definitely. Uh, I actually spoke to Wayne at the weekend. He was bitterly disappointed with the result. Uh, they got undone with a counter-attack right at the end. Um, and he claimed that the boys had enough chances to uh, to have won that game. But, uh, you know, you, you've got to put the ball in the net. And they didn't do that. And he was honest with his appraisal after the game, as he always is, win or lose. Uh, tomorrow night is a different proposition. They need to get their attitude right. They need to be... Uh, you know, getting the game together. The, the boys have been showing good form of late. Mm-hmm. They've been playing some really excellent football. The end product is getting the ball into the back of the net. They need to do that. And uh, hopefully they'll address that tomorrow night. I'm, and I'm looking forward to going down with Fraser to uh, enjoy that game uh, against Aberystwyth. It's, it's actually going to be an interesting second phase now. I'm sure you boys have seen, if we call it breaking news, it's been expected for some time. It's been confirmed at last. There will be no relegation from the Premier that emerges this afternoon. There will be no promotion into it. So those teams near the bottom usually will be scrapping for everything and fighting for points. It'll be interesting which way it could go. In one, in one respect, the shackles are off. You know, and half yeah. the rest are the top side of that lower section in that they finished seventh in the table and quite considerably clear of the bottom five, if you like. So teams may have a go at them now, knowing they've got nothing to lose, whereas before there, there was the act of relegation hanging over. So it's going to be interesting how, how it pans out. But that is one thing Wolsey can do. Um, is talk. He hasn't got any lingering fears of being dragged into a relegation battle in the back of his mind. Now, I didn't think they would have been anyway, but uh, no. it'd be interesting to see how teams approach it because it's a completely different mentality now to what it would normally be. Yeah, it, it will be. And, and let's hope, Gordon, tomorrow they, they do bounce back. And and just that one final point on the Bluebirds, and there's been real progress this season. Do, do you think Wayne will be frustrated by the fact that they have beaten some really good teams and really pushed some really good teams in the league so so close? And then they have dropped points against teams like Kevin Druids. Is, is that just the consequence, do you think, of the fact it is quite an inexperienced Haverford West County team? No, you've hit the nail on the head. Wayne will say they are very inexperienced. There is quite a a lot of young players amongst the squad. Danny Williams, Ben Fawcett, you know, Jack Wilson, Alric Jones. They're all, you know, learning their trade at Welsh Premier level. Uh, And they are improving, to be fair to them. And they are going to make mistakes and they will be punished. And Wayne is aware of that. But what he's trying to do is bring more consistency to their play. And that will only come with playing football week in, week out at that level. And um, fair play to Alfred West. They've had a cracking season. And and as Fraser 
just pointed out, there's no pressure on them on this second half anyway. There's no relegation. But there is a pressure. They are the top side in the, the top half of that six. So it'll be interesting, as Fraser just said, how they sort of, their mindset, mm. they are the league leaders. So they need to mm-hmm. sort of be dominate yeah. and win most of their games in that, you know, in the last 10 games of that particular season. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how things pan out. I'm sure they'll do okay. And let's hope they get a positive result tomorrow evening. Yeah, let's hope so. Good luck to the Bluebirds tomorrow uh, against Aberystwyth. Uh, let's talk rugby uh, for a bit, actually, because I, I spoke to Fraser and, and Gordon, you and I touched on this as well on, on the Saturday show. Uh, Fraser wrote a really good article for, for Die Sport and there's there's been coverage of this elsewhere as well just asking the question about how the WRU treat the uh, Welsh women's rugby team and, and comparisons with the men's team and, and and how much time they actually devote to it well Wales went down again 45-0 at home to Ireland in the women's Six Nations on Saturday uh, but if anything Fraser it's almost point proven with what you've been saying in your article that what do we expect from the Wales women's side when the, the setup is being run how it is yeah, that's absolutely right. And look, Ben, we do have to point out at all levels of rugby players have got to take responsibility for how they perform on the pitch. You know, we're not losing sight to that. And Wales didn't play as well as they could have done or should have done against Ireland. They didn't have the excuse of the week before, which was a valid excuse. It was basically amateurs against semi-professionals. This Saturday just gone as amateurs versus amateurs. That raises questions about the legitimacy of the Six Nations to start with. But no, it was a poor display. They were overrun early on, but you know, there is a much bigger picture here and they are battling a very big tide, you know, and I think this has become to emerge in this last week or so. There's been a lot of talk about this and we're not talking about conjuring up non-existent funding or giving female players equal pay or making them a professional outfit overnight. They're all unrealistic goals right now, but you're talking about basic team management and the basic attention that should be paid. And we'll go back to the week before when that harrowing night in France, Ben, you know, it was a, it was a Saturday night game. I think they came off the pitch by... 10, half past 10. Within 12 hours, they were back in Cardiff Airport, you know, with mm-hmm. the cheapest daily flight the next morning, you know, and, and that, that just isn't sufficient time for an international side to have any kind of debrief or recovery session. You know, it's showing no regard for player welfare or any kind of analysis for what went on. And, and that's just a small thing of a, of a much bigger picture. You know, we've been seeing so many discrepancies. They're, they're playing with the clouds hanging over them. They have been for about two years, no fault of their own. We had the Roland Phillips suddenly being announced he was taking time out and then he he was, let's say, dismissed. We led to believe he went off his own accord. Either way, there's been no kind of clarification on it. Sean Ed Harris affair, Karis Phillips, two of their best players who are out from the squad. No reasonable explanation as to why. And Rachel Taylor, so highly thought of, newly appointed skills coach, went before she was even yeah. a chance to... You know, assist Warren Abrams in her first match. There's so many clouds hanging over them through no no fault of their own. I think, you know, if they were being treated with any relevance, those things would have been cleared up. You know, and, and at the moment, we, we haven't got the time to go into it. Now, the domestic structure behind them is almost non-existent. There's no pathway. You look at the clubs attributed to the 22 players in the Welsh squad, and sadly, 21 of them are in England. and tells its own story. Mm. And I think, Fraser, you're, you're right in what you say there. This, this is probably something we could do a, a really big segment of a show on, and maybe we should speak to someone at the WRU and get them to, to make their case. Gordon, I think in Pembrokeshire, we, we always feel a real affinity uh, with the Welsh women's team because it's a... It's a a breeding ground for for good international players, Pembridge. And we, you know, think back to the to the Olympics in 2016. We we all wowed at Jazz Joyce, didn't we? And the and the the impact she had in that sevens team. And yeah. you just think more needs to be done. I think in Wales to with, with what is the national game rugby to actually take the the women's game a bit more seriously. The time is now, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, it's a difficult one. I, I understand where Fraser's coming, uh, you know, with it. it. They need to be more professional, obviously. But I don't know. Wales are always been behind in women's rugby at this moment in time. They, to, to move on, I understand Fraser's point of view. They have to have a more professional sort of outfit and, and dedicate more time to uh, the, the women's game. And I, I think the WRU in, will definitely um, put more input into it once this COVID situation is over. Um, there's obviously been a lot of bad blood behind the scenes, whatever it's been, you know, Roland Phillips disappearing off the scene uh, when things seem to be um, improving a lot. And then uh, the girl Rachel Taylor came in as well. And, uh, you know, a former player who had a lot, a number of caps and a lot of experience didn't even last to the start of the Six Nations. A little bit disturbing, to be honest. You, uh, There's obviously um, things that need to be addressed, and I'm sure the WRU will address them. But going to your point about uh, local women uh, from Pembrokeshire representing their country, you know, Jazz Joyce is at the top of her game, and she's an exceptional Class player. Act. Yeah. from the St. David's area, from Fraser's area. He knows her well. And she, you know, has already competed at the Olympics with um, Team GB. And she will do again in uh, Tokyo. And she will feature very well because she has phenomenal speed. And there's no substitute for pace in any game. And she's got it in abundance. And I wish her all the best in that. And uh, we've got the likes of Lisa Neumann, uh, Courtney Kite, uh, like a George, and um, we have uh, uh, Court, yeah, Courtney Kite, like a George, and <laughs> Neumann. Those are the three with Jazz Joyce. There's four of them together, the fourth, quadruple. Yeah. And we should really, Fraser's already mentioned, Shona Harris. She is a talented uh, player. Mm. She should really be involved. I don't know what's happened there. There's obviously a little bit of politics going on. It would be interesting to see what the explanation would be, but you you wouldn't get a, an answer from the WRU, obviously. I, I, I would uh, love to will, have someone on. We probably I, try to get somebody. I, I'd like yeah. to get Geraint back on again. As a, let's do that. Let, to, let's have the to, debate. To address uh, the problem. But I know uh, he probably have his... Um, you know, his uh, WRU hat on and will only answer questions the way he sees fit. So we, we <laughs> have to wait wait and see. But I think the WRU, as I said, will address this problem. It will take quite a few seasons to get Wales back on track, but definitely they will. it will improve. It will improve, definitely. Okay. Let's just respond to this point, Fraser, and, and then we'll we'll take a moment because we've got Jordan Hart talking about uh, top uh, female sports people coming on the show. Jordan's going to be talking to us direct from Poland. Uh, just just re- respond to this from, from Ken Davis on the Facebook page. Uh, I feel desperately sorry for the women's team. I was involved with the Welsh women's uh, team years ago. Then it had a development squad and real structure. Where does the money go? No accountability from top to bottom. It's just a box ticking exercise. And I think that's close to what you've been saying, Fraser, in, in your... He's, he's right on one. He's certainly right at one point. There is no pathway. There is no development squad. You know, there used to be some kind of ladder up into the international Welsh women's team in Wales. You know, there, there was a Welsh student side, there were age group sides, the development sides. All that seems to have disappeared now. Um, it, it's got to the point where if you're a good young player in Wales, you've got to go to England to uh, to play good club rugby and be selected. And the warrior that is is if. It stays as you are, and you're an elite player in Wales. You're moving to England earlier and earlier. The earlier you go, the more likely you are to switch allegiance at national level as well if you want to play elite level the international game. So 
yes, it, it's something they've got to address pretty quickly. Um, it's, there is no magic wand. It's not a case of throwing non-existent funding, but there are basic things they could be doing mm. at the moment, which they're not. Mm. Okay, we will return to this topic, I think, in, in the weeks to come on Pure West Sport. No doubt about it. And keep your comments coming and your uh, messages for Bill that we'll, that we'll pass on as well. And next, we are going to be joined by uh, Jordan Hart. She has recently, uh, last week in fact, confirmed that she uh, will no longer be representing Wales at badminton going forward. She'll be playing under the Polish umbrella uh, it was a brave decision and Jordan's going to tell us all about it and we're looking forward to speaking to her and we will do that next on Pure West Sport. Castle Hot Tubs are Wales's largest multi-award winning wellness company based right here in Pembrokeshire offering luxury hot tubs and swim spas to suit every need and budget. Check out their Pembrokeshire range of hot tubs inspired by the beautiful beaches and coastline of our county at castlehottubs.co.uk a warm welcome awaits at the new showroom on Vine Road in Johnston. Want to win a hot tub for a week? Tune into Pure West Radio every weekday morning at 10.45 and play Where's the Hot Tub for your chance to win. Castle Hot Tubs, the friendly company. Big enough to cope, small enough to care. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir, and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers, and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. Hi, I'm Ben Stone, and you can join me on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. All the latest sports news from around the county is featured every Saturday morning between 8 and 9 with a preview of what's to come ready for match day. Then we kick off every Monday night between 7 and 9 with my award-winning pal from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, Bill Kahn, who teams up with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas for the second half with the latest news, views, guests and gossip. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. You probably think you're pretty good at multitasking behind the wheel. I mean, you have to multitask to drive. So what's wrong with checking your phone? The thing is, your brain simply... quick reply, affects your concentration, and makes you less able to react to hazards. If you use a mobile phone while driving, you're four times more likely to crash. Think. Put your phone away. Unlike some other stations, we broadcast from Pembrokeshire to Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio. Stop the clocks, it's amazing. You should see the way the light dances up your head A million colors of hazel, golden and red Saturday morning is fading The sun's reflected by the coffee in your hand My eyes are caught in your gaze all over again We will love 
Ed Sheeran on Pure West Radio for Monday night. This is Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Really good to have your company as well. Thank you for uh, joining us. We're live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page and we've got our special guest uh, with us this evening. Someone we last spoke to and time has flown. It was just after the Christmas break, I think, that we spoke to Jordan Hart, direct from Poland. Uh, She announced last week that uh, she'll be competing for Poland going forward. It will be her permanent base and she's going to tell us all about it hiya jordan how are you yeah i'm well how are you we're all very good and and fraser this is another um story that broke last week that you've written about really well today uh what was your reaction when you when you heard about jordan's decision i wasn't overly surprised based on past conversation with jordan if i'm totally honest ben and we you know we have discussed this before and it was out there in the open that badminton in wales hadn't been perhaps as supportive as they could have done. I'd already written about that. I don't think I was on their Christmas card list for doing so. But um, <laughs> but no, I, I it was obviously very big news. Um, and if I don't mind asking Jordan now, the element that I thought maybe have swayed you to staying with Wales was, of course, that you you were hopefully on track to compete in the Commonwealth Games in, in 2022. And you've obviously given up that, that hope now in, in order to do this. So it was there a temptation, despite your frustrations and the reasons we were going to now for making this decision, was there a temptation to stay on simply to compete in those Commonwealths? Yeah, I think, obviously I haven't been to a Commonwealth before. And um, I think that when I started working with my coach, when we met with Bampton Wales in the beginning, the whole thing was about gearing up um and making a plan together so that we could end um 2022 having been been to the Commonwealth Games so the discussion was a long long one especially with my coach as well um of course mum and dad but my coach because that was our vision and that was our goal so it would have been really I think it would have been really easy just to stay in the situation that I was in and 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 hopefully then be able to go to the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham so yeah, not an easy decision, but I think one that kind of needed to happen, to be honest. <laughs> the people watching and listening then, Jordan, t- tell us um, what you decided last week, what you announced, and what, what does the future look like now for you? Okay, so, yeah, last week announced, I, I still am smiling because I still, like, I'm just getting used to it, um, that I will now represent around the world it, it, on the back of my shirt will be Heart Poland rather than Heart Wales. And next to my name in all tournament draws now, wherever I go, will have a Polish flag. So I've had to give up uh, representing Wales at all uh, major championships and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, now I'll have a Polish flag next to my name, which is really strange, but also really cool at the same time. And just from a practical kind of sense, what, what does that mean now day to day and, and, and week by week? What, what does the future now look like now that you have committed to being in the Polish setup? So when I arrived, we didn't really understand anything about Brexit. And I'm sure fed up of hearing about the word Brexit as well. Um, but we didn't really know what that looked like for me. And within the first time I travelled to a tournament, I'm now I'm already like getting stamped on my passport because I have one of those scary British passports. So it, it we did have to look at it logistically and 
basically it just means now that I'm part of, I'm officially part of the team. I'm not, you know, the, the add-on that's come to, um, of course that they've welcomed me, like the guys, the players and the federation, but I'm not the add-on. I'm, I'm now in the plans, which mm. is a huge thing for me because I've never really been part of that type of setup before. So it's quite exciting really. Gordon. I know it's obviously been a bittersweet moment for you, uh, Jordan. The bitter being leaving Wales and not having the, the, you know, representing your country. But the sweet moment is obviously joining Poland and they're obviously helping you out financially and everything and moving you forward into bigger and better competitions, Mm. which will improve your rankings. I suppose that is the most important thing as far as your career is concerned, yes? Yes, I think... Actually, in terms of financials, actually nothing is actually nothing is set in place. I've actually made the move actually just based on for myself. So that probably speaks volumes as well. You know, I've made this, I've made the decision to leave a little bit of support. Actually, where you know nothing is guaranteed. So, um, but yeah, I mean. I, I could be really bitter about it. I, I re- and, and I don't want I don't want to be like that. I want to be like this is an exciting thing. As in bitter in terms of looking mm. back on what's happened to me. And I know if you spoke to mum and dad, they would they, you know mum and dad will take a lot longer to to uh, to forget what's happened. I'm not sure that they will ever quite forget what's happened. But yeah, in terms of looking to the future, I'm just really excited now to be part of something that's so exciting over here. Fraser. Well, can this elevate you in terms of the challenges ahead of you now? Because obviously in the Welsh, you're by far and away the Welsh number one. Um, and now you're moving into a set where you're not necessarily walk into that status. You're going to have to fight almost a hierarchy and a ladder, aren't you, to get up? Are you looking forward to that, to almost battling to cement the place in the squad as opposed to being you know, the leader of it? Yes, I mean, I am. So, in terms of world ranking, I'm. I will go into the the team as the highest world ranked. But in terms of um, obviously not being here for a long time, in terms of feeling my way into the team and also training, of course, um, I did that when I first arrived. But now it's slightly different because now, obviously, I am one of one of the players here. So. Yeah, it's it's. I think it helps the squad as well. Uh, there's definitely been some improvements made by the players in terms of results because we're all kind of fighting <clears throat> to be the best that we can be, and that's and that's what we want to do. And now we all can support each other in that journey. So I think I'm also one of the more experienced players. We have quite a young squad here, so I think that Poland's happy um, with you know my addition to the to the team and um i've been really supported by them and i think that they can see that i i bring a little bit something new to the team so i think mm. that's why as well they've supported me in the, in the move i'm, I'm quite about... interested sorry Freddie, can i just ask one, one question because I, I remember talking to jordan when when you used to speak to bill and i this about 10 or 11 years ago and yeah. and you were always hard working you loved the challenge you even from a young age you were really focused so um and, and i was interested what you said there you're excited about this you don't want to be bitter about what's gone on and it's got you to where you are so just from a sporting perspective what, what are the the differences and the challenges working with the polish team so in terms of benefits, like, for example, I trained this morning and I had physio straight after. Now, to for most uh, professional athletes, that is something that just happens. Whereas I've got to 26 and that's not something that I've been able to even access on a regular basis mm. unless I've 
gone and sought it. Um, in terms of being able to have such a great venue, I mean, I, I don't mind a little bit of rough and ready. Like, there's no problem for me. We were training like a, like a school hall type of thing back in when I was in the UK. Um, so, but yeah, the hall here is great. And the support, it's like the support staff around the team, um, I have a lot, a lot more access to. Of course, it's a huge change for me because I'm used to being in a system where it's all about me. But that also brings um, some some pressure as well. And, you know, sometimes that environment can be quite close sometimes. Mm. Of course, um, now that I'm working with players, how, what, how they're feeling and, and what they're bringing to the sessions also affects my sessions. So as the elder of the group, I think it's my mm. job to really push the standard of the sessions. And I think the players... Um, look to me a little bit sometimes to actually do that so I'm more than happy to take that role because I am quite motivated and I am quite willing to get like do the graft so that's no problem to me. Fraser? Um, yeah you've just spoken out your Polish teammates and accepted you know pleased to have you. How have your Welsh teammates reacted? Have you been in contact with them throughout this, this whole process? Yeah so it was really weird like there's there's a bit, always been such a huge gap between me and the other Welsh players or other teammates because I've in terms always, of your ranking yeah, yeah in terms of ranking and in terms of we're just on different paths because um, I'm always at like a different set of tournaments because obviously the higher the world ranking is you go to different tournaments sure. mm -hmm. so the, the gap of like communication then has always been quite quite big but in lockdown, actually, I was contacted by quite a lot of Welsh players just for some guidance and some support because, you know, we were all stuck at home and people were wondering, you know, what on earth do we really do? And no one was really experienced and knowing what to do when, when they didn't have the access to the courts. But actually, that was also... I got really quite upset on the day that I announced it because the influx of messages from Welsh players, like saying such amazing stuff like thank you for what you did for the sport in Wales and stuff like that mm -hmm. was unreal and we never really had that type of communication before so it was kind of like one said it was like bittersweet because obviously I'm going to pastures new that's more positive for mm -hmm. me I am leaving behind a set of players a little bit in the wilderness so mm -hmm. that's why I wanted to put on my social media that I'm, I, you know, my door's always open and, and I want yeah. people to contact me. It's no problem to me. Yeah. I want to help because I didn't receive that help, I don't think. Gordon. Yeah, so you were the number one in Wales, the second in Britain. So what I can gather with this conversation is that you are now the number one in Poland and you are making them raise the level to your level. Is that correct? Well, technically, technically, <laughs> wise, yeah, I, I am, I, I am the highest world rank now with a Polish flag. I think it's just in, as well, especially in terms of experience. I'm, because of Wales, the team has not, you know, you don't think of Wales and think high level badminton. So, no, you know, I've been playing badminton senior level badminton for a, a huge amount of time like, i think fraser wrote in his article today i didn't even know this fraser but the first time i put on a welsh shit in an international tournament i was like 14 or mm. something like that which is crazy i hope i got that right then no no <laughs> <laughs> no but i would never i would never know yeah <laughs> i did re i did research <laughs> so I, think I, what, I think what gord really wanted to ask there is how is the new polish number two feeling 
Craig, so you can read me like a book. <laughs> no, you know what? So, so this is why well. like, So I'm actually, the Polish number two actually has become one of my closest friends here. She, she's like my little Google Translate. Her name's yeah. Victoria. Keep your Twitter. enemies close to you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just ignore them, Jordan. Come on. <laughs> no, she's... She's been really good. Like she's, she's such a lovely person. She's actually in the minute. She's in. She's trying to qualify for Tokyo. So she's a uh, really, really training hard. And don't give her all your secrets, Jordan. Please don't give her all your. <laughs> I mean, it's a serious point. What you just mentioned there. You said you yeah. see a Google Translate. I know you're joking, but the language barrier is that something you're still getting your head around? You've yeah, got a new anthem to learn, surely. Oh, it's <laughs> mad. So I can all. I can ask for a coffee. And then that's where it kind of ends. I can also say good morning. And, you know, so I, that's one of the things I do have to do. I do have to start learning Polish because, yeah, of course everyone is really kind to me and they mm. do, like, help me with the translation, but it would be helpful to be able are to... They, are they sorting out any sort of lessons for you, Jordan? A lot of countries would uh, sort that out, sort of thing, have some lessons in Polish. Yeah, I I mean the guys the guys have made me like a help list of stuff that I I need to know like day to day. But I do I do need to get into lessons, but I am going to try. <laughs> Listen, Jordan, I should pass on a message. Obviously, we we told you Bill's not not very well, so he's not with us this evening. But he is watching and listening. Uh, he says uh, Poland's huge gain is Wales' even greater loss. Uh, go for it, George. Sock it to them, Uncle Bill. Uh, so we, we had to pass that on because I know he's he's been a massive supporter of you, and and I think in Pembrokeshire you've got so much support, and I th- I think you you will have noticed that just in the last few days since the news broke I think you would have really felt that support from your mum and dad your family and your friends back in Pembrokeshire just the the high regard you're held in yeah I think it was uh, the most uh, not upsetting but not in a and not in a bad way like mm. I love being from Wales I love being from Pembroke Dock I, I just love it and it's yeah it, that was one of the most being Welsh is like a different we're like different breed like it's not the same as being from other countries and and you don't really know that until you leave you think it's the norm but it's not and the amount of support and messages has been mad and yeah I can't think people thank people enough because it made me feel like I was really nervous I was really anxious to tell people because I could get a bit of stick for it really and actually the the messages that I got were just like so much support so I couldn't be uh, more thankful really to be honest with you most people are really behind you Jordan we really are it doesn't matter which country you represent you as you said you'll always be a doc girl and a Pembroke girl <laughs> and we'll always rally behind you definitely wherever you play and Thank we you wish so you much. all the best in the future Thank just, you so much. Just finally, the final one for me was going to be what it, what what is next, Jordan? What's on the horizon? Obviously, COVID's difficult at the moment, make, makes travel difficult. But have, do you know what your, your upcoming um, tournaments look like? When will we see you with a Poland flag by your name for the first time? Yeah, so that was so weird. So um, I, that was one of, the, one of the things I had to do was withdraw from European Championships. So mm-hmm. in three weeks' time, I was supposed to be at the European Championships. But because I've changed over... Then, as we spoke about, I'm not able to represent, so I'm not able to go. So, in four weeks' time, I'm flying to India 
uh, to play in the India Open. Um, so yeah, that's a one of the top level tournaments on the world circuit. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. A bit of a, a crazy place to go right now, but hopefully because I've had COVID, I'm a little bit safer. So fingers crossed. So. <laughs> oh, excellent. Did you have one more, Fraser? No, I'm good. I'm excellent. Well, yeah, I think we should we should let Jordan go. What what's the time difference, Jordan? Are you are you an hour ahead of us? Um, yeah, I'm an hour. So past my bedtime, actually. Ben. <laughs> We're really grateful to you for coming <laughs> no, on. I loved your quote, though. You said on your Facebook page, "You'll always be the girl from Pembroke Dock, chasing your dreams. Now a new adventure. Keep chasing those dreams. You're welcome on Pure West Sport whenever you want to come on to let us know how it's going. You've got a lot of support back home, so go for it and, and enjoy it. And then that goes for all of us. We're going to watch you very yeah. care- carefully to see how you go. All I the best, Jordan. That. Thank you for all being the best, with us. Jordan. Good all stuff, the best, Jordan. I think, I think Poland's gain is definitely Wales lost. They've lost the flag bearer for the sport. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Jordan Hart with us on Pure West Radio. We are talking golf with Kim Thomas next as we reflect on the Masters on Pure West. Car trouble again? At OC Davis Roundabout Garage Nayland, we like to keep it simple. Offering you service plans from just under £10 a month. From affordable used cars to 0% finance. Not to mention, nil advance payment on the mobility scheme. You can guarantee you'll get more for your money. Put the pedal to the metal and get the most out of your motor. Call 01646 600858 or go online to ocdavis.com. At Folly Farm, you're guaranteed a fun family day out. Explore the zoo, experience the barn, have fun at the fairground or just go and play. You get to pick your own adventure and it's never been more affordable. With 15% off day tickets purchased in advance online or the great value annual passes where you only have to visit more than twice to start saving. What better time to experience the excitement that a day at Folly Farm brings. Zoo, barn, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. Click and collect classics. Mum's Taxi Singalongs. Late night drive through disco. Match your driving soundtrack to your mood by taking all your favourite radio stations and podcasts with you on the road. It's as easy as connecting your smartphone to your car stereo to listen on your favourite station app or radio app. Join radio's digital revolution. Find out how at getdigitalradio.com. Love radio. Go digital. Live from our studios in Haverford West, this is Pure West Radio. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late into a world that doesn't care. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. When the head of state didn't play guitar, not everybody drove a car. When music really mattered and when radio was king. When accountants didn't have control and the media couldn't buy your soul. When computers were still scary and we didn't know everything. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late into a world that doesn't care. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. 
pop stars still remained a myth And ignorance could still be bliss I mean, God save the queen She turned a white, a shade of pale My mom and dad were in their teens And anarchy was still a dream And the only way to stay in touch Was a letter in the mail Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker With flowers in my hair In 77 and 69 Revolution was in the air I was born too late To a world that doesn't care Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker Record shops were still on top And vinyl was all that they stopped And the super info highway Was still drifting out in space Kids were wearing hand-me-downs And playing games Men kick around And footballers still had long hair And dirt across their face Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker With flowers in my hair In 77 and 69 Revolution was in the air I was born too late To a world that doesn't care I've not heard that for ages. Sandy Tom, I wish I was a punk rocker on Pure West Radio. It is Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Uh, find out more, of course, at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. This Monday evening, I'm Ben Stone. We've got Gordon and Fraser with us. And, and just before we, we speak to uh, Kim Thomas about the Masters, Gordon, how good was it to hear from, from Jordan Hart all the way from Poland? Uh, what a star she is and a great representative for Pembrokeshire and Wales. Ah, oh, brilliant. She's a great kid, isn't she? She, mm. you know, for her to do so well in badminton for so many years and make the decision she has to go to Poland to improve her world rankings, you have to give her credit, you know. Very cool. As we've all said, it's Wales's loss and Poland's gain. Uh, I wish her all the best for the future. And she's a little star. I'm sure she'll go on and, and go up those rankings a little bit further. And hopefully we will see her in the Olympics representing Poland in some, at some stage. That would be great, wouldn't it? And, and actually, Fraser, we, we kicked off the show talking about the WRU and their interest in the Wales women's rugby team. And I just couldn't help thinking as we were listening to Jordan there, there's some parallels, isn't there? Yeah, it certainly is. It was about an organisation that weren't prepared to back an elite athlete, unfortunately. That, that's the, the crux of the matter. And, and yes, you're right. <laughs> there does seem to be some, some certain parallels. And, and maybe it's time for a few national governing bodies in Wales for men and women to look at themselves. I know it's mm. difficult times, but you know this should give them a real wake-up call. You, you shouldn't... I just don't think we should be in a position where a top player like Jordan has had to go elsewhere to, to actually fulfil her sporting ambitions. It just seems a real shame. Now, this is a subject we'll probably have to come back to it another yeah, point because definitely. there's so much more to say uh, with us right now kt kim thomas uh, is here to look back on the masters how was your masters weekend kim yeah very enjoyable i mean for some people it was uh, i wouldn't say boring but almost like a procession in that last round because he played the boy matsuyama played so strongly in the middle and early part of the round that he made it his own didn't he but the pressure's coming down the, down the line you know he was five shots ahead with five holes to go Two holes later, he was two shots ahead. Mm. That is such pressure. But boy, he handled it well. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but the chip shot he played on 13 from over the back of the green was just unbelievable. I've been there and I know how tough that is off a down slope, you know, that slick greens. It was fantastic stuff. 
I'll ask Fraser for his thoughts in just one sec, but just a question on that, Kim, on, on the pressure. Um, it, it's so hard because golf, we, we've said to you before, is such a mental game. But w- when you're in that position and you can see shots being dropped, it must be so hard just to compose yourself, clear your head, and they go on and win the thing. Yeah, I mean, he didn't hit that bad a shot coming coming home. Not too, not too bad. They found a couple of bunkers and didn't get up and down. You know, tough job. And yeah, the pressure is just enormous. But they live for the pressure. They get used to it. It was his 10th Masters, remember? He's not a newcomer. Mm. Might be mm. to some people, but he's not. Mm. Yeah, He's still under, under 30, is he, Kim? Yeah, 29, yeah. And he's oh, fair play to him. I love his... I, th- I thought Jordan Spieth was going to come through and uh, sneak it in the end. But uh, as you said, the uh, guy from Japan, he held his nerve. He did. I mean, Spieth was one of my sort of tips when we spoke last week, wasn't he? And uh, he, he lingered there in the second and third rounds. I thought he's going to make a move. But no one really, did they, made big moves in that last round in the challenges? No. He, I, think, he, I think it's the pressure that gets to him, isn't it? You know, it's hard to manage that. Yeah, Matsuyama was hurting himself towards the end, but that's the pressure he's under. But no one really came, needed somebody like a Spieth or a, a, a Ram. Well, Ram did do a very good last round, but, you know... Yeah. No one came through strongly to really hurt him, and uh, that was fortunate for him. Fraser, yeah, I got the impression. Now, two British players want to talk. I got the impression with Justin Rose after that wonderful first round and that mercurial back nine that he played and put himself such a strong position seven. And uh, the second round, you know, you can handle. You're not, you're not going to sail through Augusta over four days. Everyone knows that. And, And after what was a poor start, he battled back to a level par round, maintained the lead. But then for the last two rounds, I always felt he seemed to be fighting just to stay in it. You looked at his face, he didn't seem to be enjoying being out on the golf course. He was grimacing at every putt, he was battling to save pars and that sort of thing. And and in the end, it got a bit too much and he maybe dropped shots. Do you, do you think maybe the, the, the situation played in his mind after day one? He seemed to be playing so freely and carefree and maybe the pressure of being leader? No, he's too experienced for that. You think so? The golf course is so tough. You haven't got to make many many mistakes to drop shots quite easily. And he battled hard. Um, 74 last round, disappointing. But um, no, I, I wouldn't say it's a factor with him. Um, he's won the US Open, for goodness sake, on a you know, sure. tough golf course. So, um, yeah, I, not it's the course and the situation, but I don't think it got to him as such, no. Uh, another British player actually disappointed me a little in that. He's one of those you just mentioned there. There were, there were several times over the course of the first two or even three rounds he seemed in a position where he's going to come through and it never really happened for him that was Tommy Fleetwood now Fleetwood um, is obviously a wonderful player we've seen him on the big stage in the Ryder Cup and we've seen him under big pressure there and even in this competition holding one on the 16th is not to be sniffed out of Augusta but I get the sense of major yet he doesn't seem to to be able to come through at the right time is that a fair assumption? Uh, Yeah and winning your first major is a bit like winning your first tournament uh, making the breakthrough is the hardest thing of all. Um, he's figured in lots of majors so far. He's a v- lovely bloke. I've met him many times, and he's just a down-to-earth human being. You know, he looks like Cat Weasel or something that the dog dragged in, doesn't he? But he doesn't give a toss about that, you know. <laughs> and that's the character that he is, down-to-earth guy from up on the uh, northwest coast there. And uh, <laughs> I think he'll win a major. Um, he just has to have the right circumstances and the right kind of golf course. Um, maybe the, the Masters isn't his, his particular best golf course. Do you think it's the mental attitude more than the golf course then, Kim? Or you, you did say that most of these top 
golfers. They they know these courses inside out, and and they're brutal. Any little mistake really puts you behind. But do you think the mental side of it is important when you're going through the rounds as well? You need to be strong and keep composed. Yeah, com- mental composure and staying in your bubble and not letting things impinge. Mm break into that mental bubble is is huge and you have to be fit and ready i think westwood looked tired um, yeah well the club mm. a couple of times i saw out there which is not him he just looked like either he was a bit tight or hurting or tired it's a shame for him he had a poor masters but that's the way it goes i was going to ask you about westwood actually because we spoke didn't we um kim and, and previewed um the masters and he was the name we we just had on on our mind that this this could be his time he'll be disappointed i think with this weekend Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, and we, we talked about him in a wishful sense, really, if we were honest, didn't we? We wanted him to do well, even though, you know, he's 47 years of age. Yeah. Mm. Can I, he, he has Pembrokeshire connections, Fraser's sick of me saying this, but his grandparents were from Pembroke Dock, and he played oh, really? in South Pems as a kid. True, so yeah. he knows all uh, the Barrack Hill and all around oh. there. He worked hard. <laughs> Augusta should be a doddle. <laughs> <laughs> that is some test, isn't it? Um, he's, he's another guy, very down to earth. Uh, well, I've known him for many years now. And, uh, you know, you can talk to him, honestly. He's a good communicator. Yeah, he tells it tells it straight. And uh, he's a great individual. Yeah. You know, what a career. 25 years. Yeah, incredible. He's been world number one, twice European number one. And amazing. My last question, Kim, is um, yeah. our old friend. I, I don't want to go show without mention. That's Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, it, it, it was, it <laughs> just was, like saying his name, I think, on the radio. I do, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't so long ago that the world of golf seemed to be fearing this new cold-hearted takeover from a guy who only <laughs> has actually got one major. Hasn't quite materialised since he won that US Open. Now, he came in to, you know, making that statement, which is backfired in slightly. He was going to play it as a par 68. On a serious note, is it time for him to revise this? You know, it, it worked once in a major, but is he now learning that you can't bludgeon your way through every course, let alone Augusta. Well, he talks yeah. a good game and he's he's extremely, extremely confident. But like Patrick Reed is another one, almost boastful about it and uh, yeah. certainly gives the ball a rip. He plays full out all the time. Um, Augusta is not his course, in my opinion, because you can't you can't bomb that course. Accuracy is far, far more important than length on that golf course. Uh, will he change his attitude? He'll probably mellow a bit, but um, he's, he's, he's exciting, just like John Daly was, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Definitely. You're quite... Listen, Kim, we're going to let you go because the mood train is coming up from nine, so you need to oh, get yeah. yourself uh, nice and ready for that. But you are now fully booked in as our golfing correspondent on the show. So with the US <laughs> Open and the Open Championship to come this summer, we will be talking to you plenty more on Pure West Sport. Thank you for being with us again this evening. Have Look a good forward show. to it, Nice to see you, lads. Yeah, thank, thank you, Kim. Kim. Excellent stuff. And I have to say, the show has absolutely flown by and all the videos will stay on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. I just thought we'd finish, chaps. I'm just going to throw this at you, actually, because I've just mentioned a couple of uh, golfing tournaments to come. And and actually, um, things are starting to feel a little bit more positive. And we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. COVID has, has bitten back uh, before. But it, you do start to feel a bit more positive for sporting events being able to to happen. And, and I'm looking forward to the Open coming up. I'm looking forward to the Olympics very much. What about you two? What, what, what would you say is on, on the agenda now as we, as we look to the, the months ahead? Gordon, I think well, you, you you should tell us with that top you've got on this evening. Are you talking to me? 
Well, you got the you Lions can... shirt on, oh, haven't you? Are you fucking rugby? I'm just yeah. going to talk football. I'm just going to talk football. They are going to have crowds back at the, uh, you know, the Carling Cup and the FA Cup. Reduced numbers. So yeah. that, that's great news. Obviously, we do hope that the British Lions uh, does mm. go ahead. Uh, it seems to be, we have to take one step at a time, don't we? And... Um, I think things are looking a lot more brighter than what they were 12 months ago, that's for sure. So uh, we we will actually have a show where we will be reporting <laughs> on sport that happened the weekend in Pembrokeshire. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Well, that's a very fair point. Not doing that. No, that's a very fair point because we've made it to April on this show uh, with barely any sport taking place in Pembrokeshire, Fraser. Um, we, we send our best wishes tonight, of course, to Bill, um, yeah. who's, who's poorly. But, but Fraser, will you be hoping that come the start of May, Bill will be feeling really ready to go and he'll be watching you batting and to be, to be able to analyse your technique. Well, it depends on how many wickets we lose, whether he'll be watching me batting or not. But no, I, I know what Bill will be saying. He, he's, he won't be fussed about the, the larger sporting events. He'll just be looking back to getting out and, and mm. watching some cricket and being able to speak to the people he likes speaking to on the sideline and, and that social aspect of it as well. You know, so he'll be he'll be round to go and it, by the time that comes around, I got no doubt. Personally, away from the local thing, to, to answer your questions, as one sporting event I would be looking forward to watching, albeit on television, would be a Ryder Cup at full capacity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's that's one event where you do need the noise in the crowd. Don't no, you? I th- I'm looking forward to Swansea City playing in the playoff final oh. at Wembley. I, I don't think I want crowding for that one, guys. Well, <laughs> I watch on my own behind closed doors. We have got to this point, haven't we? Without mentioning Swansea, who did bounce back with a three nil win at Millwall on Saturday. Excellent. To go. Yeah, and it was it was what they needed actually uh, mm. after four defeats and oh, four games without a goal as well. So it was, just came at the right time. And um, on that note as well, a good bit of Pembroke news. Now Liam Cullen is back in full training. That here is still a chance he may feature in that playoff final. Gordon's talking about at the end of the season. <laughs> No, <laughs> I think that will be nerve jangling, won't it? If Swansea do make it to the playoffs, uh, let's say good luck to you, have for West County tomorrow, Gordon. You're looking forward to reporting on that. Do you think they'll get a win tomorrow? Bounce back against Abba? Yeah, just about a local we'll derby. We'll win that tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. They'll be determined to make sure that it isn't um, three defeats on the trot. Absolutely, no doubt. And I, and I think we should end the show as we started by saying we've missed Bill tonight. It's been a great show, but it's not the Absolutely. same without him. Uh, we wish him all the very best. Please leave your messages for him. We'll make sure he gets those. Hasn't been the same without you, mate. We look forward to having you back on the show very, very soon indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gordon and Fraser, I have thoroughly enjoyed your company. Gordon, you did go on a little bit of too much, I thought, about the football. If I can give you just a little bit of feedback there. But a good Man United That's all yeah. I'd say. I think, the, <laughs> never mind the title, the top four is looking a bit tricky for Tottenham from here. <laughs> uh, we've had a great show. We've enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening and watching. We'll be back again, of course, on Saturday uh, from 8 and next Monday between 7 and 9. Kim is next with the Mood Train on Pure West Radio. Oh.